You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramat Beit Shemesh Israel 5780-2019. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Toldos. And we have in our Parsha the birth of Yaakov and Esau, these two opposite forces, Yaakov, the Ishtam, Yoshev Ohalam, the simple man, the perfect person, the Tzaddik, who sits and studies the Torah, Esau, the wild man, goes out into the field, does every forbidden act. But let's look at the beginning. Because whenever we look at the beginning, we understand the foundation of everything. The verse tells us in Bereshus Chavhei Chavbez that the the two babies inside of, of Rivka, inside of Rebecca's womb, so they were fighting inside. Because of Rashi, Rashi tells us, Rabbi Seinu Darshuhu, Lashon Ritza, that they were running around. What There was movement. When she would pass by the yeshiva of Shem and Ever, Yaakov rots mafarches lotzeis. So Yaakov would try to get out. He would move around. There would be a tremendous amount of movement. Overas al pesach When they would pass by a place of idolatry, Esav mafarches lotzeis. So Esav would try to get out. Okay. So we see at the very beginning stages of their existence, there was already some connection from Yaakov to what's right to, to goodness, and between Esav and what's wrong. Hamarahal hamaharal shoel. Maral asks the following question. This is Rabchaim Friedlander bringing down. The Imtimer, the parish said, If we want to understand what's going on here, according to that explanation that, that Esau was trying to get out at that point, we find the Esau is not inside of a person until they're born. At the opening, meaning at the beginning of a person's life, that's where the sins begin to crouch. We find that Rashi says, verse 23, which is the next Pasuk, that they went off in different directions from when they came out. One went to goodness and one went to evil. But the implication is that it's not true in regards to inside of the mother's womb. So what is the idea here? We need to understand that both Isaac and Jacob they were unable to have children, until they both prayed. There was a tremendous amount of tefillah. Through this amazing miracle, a child is going to be born who is wicked? We also need to understand, if Esav was evil from his conception, from his birth, then what is the expectation of him? What is the problem? The Pasuk says that HaKadosh Baruch who says that I loved Yaakov even though Yaakov and Esau were brothers I loved Yaakov and I hated Esau why does Hashem hate Esau? it's not his fault he was born that way we find that Yaakov was born more perfect and Esau was born red he was born with all these tithes with all these desires seemingly uncontrollable even his outer manifestation, even his outer appearance, it shows us that there was something negative about him from his very birth, from the very beginning. Pasuk says he was reddish. He looked red because he's someone who's going to be a murderer. So it comes out that his outer aspect was a was a um, manifestation of his inner aspect, which was evil.
How can you have any kind of taina on him? What did he do? I'm saying it's not his fault. That's what it seems. So now he tells us, he lays down for us one of the most foundational things that we could hear. One of the most foundational principles in reality. Without this, there's no reason that would be on this earth. He says like this, Every single thing that a person has, every mida, every character trait, every character flaw, every positive thing a person has, every negative thing, everything that has to do with a person's personality, they're smart, they're not so smart, they're spaced out, they're spaced in, whatever it is, all the talents that a person has, everything that a person has is a kli, is a vessel, is a utensil, something to be used in his service of God. So, So we think that this means that a person is in, put into a certain predicament, into a certain uh, life situation, and those things are what cause him to be great or cause him to be not so great. That, and it's all about his service of Hashem. And we think that if a person has a bad surroundings, has bad character traits, so that's something which is negative. That they, they distract him and prevent him from properly serving God. Says Rechaim Filin, that's not true. It's a mistake. There's no such thing as a midorah. There's no such thing as a bad trait. There's no such thing as having something intrinsically bad. The midas, the character traits of a person, are not intrinsically bad. Rather, kulam, heina tayus veina all of them, whether they seem on the surface to be good or bad, heim oizers and messiahs lavodis Hashem, can be used to aid a person in their service of Hashem. Ume idach kulam gam yechalis liyais mafriyas lavodis Hashem. Those same exact character traits can actually cause a person to be missing something in the service of God. Depends on the way that a person uses it. And in his midais, the way that a person uses his character traits depends on the person. Gemara says, Gemara says, Gemara A person who is a reddish person, or maybe it means a person who is born under a certain zodiac sign. So that person is going to be Somebody who's involved in spilling blood. It depends. A person can use it in many different ways. The spilling of blood can be used in a negative way. It could be a murderer. But it can also be used in a positive way. It could become a moil. Somebody who does circumcisions. So it depends on the person. And Esav was somebody who used his tchunas hanefesh, who used his character traits in a negative way. He had tremendous power. He, was, he had the potential to be a great person. Esav, he, he came out and he was in a certain sense he was already complete. He could have used that, that greatness, that completeness to become a greater person. Yaakov Avinu, he was more simple. He was not as outgoing perhaps, we could say. Yaakov Avinu, then they were both born into a certain circumstance. Yaakov took advantage of his circumstance, took advantage of growing up in the house of, of Yitzchak and Rivka, an amazing, an amazing set of parents. Esav did not learn from them properly, even though many times he did certain things that would seem to be, would seem to imply that he was great, but it was only superficial. Okay, let's see what he says. If Esav would have taken his mida, his character trait of strength, 
he could have taken all the things that he ended up becoming, you know, a murderer and and being involved in avoid the zara, idolatry, etc. His midas could have been used in a positive way if he would have taken them and used them in the, in, on the side of kedusha. He actually would have been on a higher level. Even higher, perhaps, than Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov was naturally a good guy. He was a goody goody, so to speak. He was. If if Esav would have taken his negative, or the things that were he used in a negative way, but used them positively, so he would have become even greater. He would have used them for the side of holiness. Listen to what the Gros says. We find that there were two great people, one of whom, both of whom were kings, one of whom did a certain sin, and as a result of that, he lost his kingship. The other one did two sins, and he didn't lose his kingship. King Saul, Shaul Melech, he made a mistake. He didn't kill King Agag. As a result of that, Shmuel told him, Samuel the prophet told him, he's losing his his uh, kingship. David Melech did two great sins, and nevertheless, he did not lose his kingship. Let's see. Shol used his meat of compassion, his attribute of compassion, to have compassion on a person who was an evil person, Agag, the king of the of the Amalekim. He allowed him to live. As a result, he lost his kingship. As opposed to King David, he did two sins. There was a story that he did. He caused Uriah to be killed, the wife, the husband of Bathsheba, so that it would go retroactively that, that she was not married to, to Uriah at the time. And Umaysad Asata, there was some kind of Asata. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what he's talking about. Despite these two great sins, he did not lose his kingship. Who explains the Gra? The idea is David who had money. King David was somebody who was a red he was a red person, meaning he had inside of him a nature which would lean him towards doing things that are wrong. Okay? He had a very tough nature. His nature was to be cruel. Very interestingly, when Samuel the prophet saw him, he made a mistake. He thought, Oh, this can't be the one who's going to be the king. Kira is Tivoy. He thought that he had a similar nature to Esav. But King David was somebody who was able to overcome his Yetzahara, his evil inclination, in all matters. Even though in these two circumstances he did not manage to overcome his nature, he made a mistake in these two circumstances, but since throughout his life, he was always being Maver al He was always overcoming his Yitzhahara's evil inclination. So in these two places, that didn't, the sins that he did didn't cause him to lose his malucha, to lose his kingship. David But overcoming his Yitzhahara, overcoming his natural state, his natural way of being. So he worked hard at that. He fought. Two times, yes, he didn't succeed. For this reason, Hashem was forgiving. But it was not the case with King Saul. His, nat- his natural state was to be, a, to be a good person, to never sin. 
He, it was like a one-year-old who had never tasted a sin. But what did he do? In that one circumstance, the reason he wasn't easily forgiven, he wasn't forgiven at all, was because he went to the other way. He, he went, he didn't do his natural way of being good, and he went to the side of evil. He used his positive trait, his Rachmanis, his compassion, he used it in a negative way, to have compassion on the wrong person. He was, he was, He was, he was compassionate to the cruel. As a result of this, so he lost his malucha with just one sin. Like we said, he had this nature of being compassionate. We explain this. Okay. Now, so he says like this. Esav says If Esav, if he would have overcome his negative attributes and use them in a positive way, he would have been greater than Yaakov, just as we see that David was greater than Shaul. Yaakov served Hashem with a natural tendency towards goodness. He explains that this was why Yitzchak loved Esav even more than Yaakov. He saw the potential. He wanted to give him the opportunity overcome his level, to come to a very high level. He didn't realize, however, how much of a mushchos he was, how negative it was. It wasn't until later. After the story, after Yaakov came in and stole the blessings, and then Esav came in and he, he saw Gehenna was opened underneath him, that's when he realized that this wasn't the right guy. But he thought that he was. He thought that he had the potential, which was true, to use his negative inclination in a positive way. Or the midas that usually are used for negativity in a positive way. Says Reb Chaim Friedland. Furthermore, an amazing thing, the 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 wickedness of Esav came out that it came it came to to expression. It was expressed in such a way that even though he lived in a positive situation, an amazing surroundings, Shachayba. The positive situation that he was, Yitzchak and, and Rivka and Yaakov, his brother, all these people, Tzadikim around him. It did not help him to raise him up in the service of God. In a certain way, it's, it's harder. It's harder to be a good guy living amongst good people. Why? There's a, there's a great danger. Someone is a good person, everyone around him is doing good, you're in a great situation, you can become accustomed to doing it without even thinking about it. In order for a person to raise themselves up to higher and higher levels of inner holiness, this was actually the, the level of Yaakov Avinu. That even though he was on a very high level, Yaakov's advantage, what Yaakov accomplished was that even though he was naturally, you know, he had a natural tendency towards doing good, it could have become just habitual. But he didn't allow it to become habitual. It was something that he did. He was always being machadish. He was always doing something brand new. He was making it new. He was doing it in a way which was proper. However, in comparison, 
His purpose was to take his negative attributes and to direct them into the service of Hashem. So, and not to live in his own habitual way. For him, it was actually easier for his surroundings to help him in that regard. So, nevertheless, even though he had more potential to be helped in in his way to become a greater person, he didn't. It didn't work. It didn't. Ha- it didn't work out that way. He didn't do that. Okay, habami sviva ro. Interestingly, he also tells us that if a person is a good person and they're in a bad situation, right? Think about Avram Avinu, he's, he was surrounded by people who weren't so good. Rivka Imenu, she was surrounded by Rishayim. Sometimes when a person is surrounded by evil, it also has the opposite effect. That when a person tries to be good, he, you know, he's, he knows he needs to fight against the whole situation that he's surrounded by. So sometimes it can be to his advantage. The problem is when a person is good and they're inside of a situation where everyone around them is good, so it can become easy to just become habituated to it, like we said. That even when it comes to fearing heaven, it's something that can become done without thought. There's a pasuk that says, that the Jewish people had gone to a state where they were serving Hashem, even their fear of Hashem was such that it was just habitual. Okay, so now let's see, and here we're coming to the wrap-up. When a person has a nutia, he has a tendency towards evil because of his different kachis, his different talents, abilities. It's possible to sweeten them. Okay, this is the take-home. This is a, how we need to think about this idea. Esav had these kaiches, this tremendous powerful person. He used it for negativity. He used it for bad. He used it for evil. Every single person has a mixture of different kaiches, different powers, different abilities, different natural states, different midas, different character traits. So there's a way to sweeten them. This is the purpose of a person. In the service of God, this is our. This is what we're here for. How do we sweeten them? How do we sweeten the evil inside of us? The Gemara Kedushin on Daf Lamed says that there's an idea that Hashem created the Yitzhara, the evil inclination within a person, the negative attributes of a person. But Hashem also created an antidote, a way of fixing the problem, and that's the Torah. The Torah is the Tavlin. The Torah is the antidote. A tavlin, the matek, is a yetzahara. It is the, the antidote to sweeten the yetzahara. The Torah directs us how to use our spiritual abilities and our physical abilities in the proper way. By learning the Torah. And working hard at it. This is the only way to sweeten the yetzahara. Interestingly, there's a Gemara, I, think, I believe it's in Mesech uh, Shabbos, that says that if not for the fact that the Torah had been given to the Jewish people, we were so tough, we were such a, we, we are such a tough per, uh, nation that we would have destroyed the entire world. That's, that's our nature, to be tough. The Torah is what calms us down, what directs our kaychus, so that we, we do the right thing. 
Okay? When a person uses these utensils, a person uses the Torah, um, and he directs all of his kachas, all of his abilities, he sweetens his negative attributes. An amazing thing. Even if a person doesn't completely succeed, so then a person, like, like David HaMelech, there were times when he didn't succeed, right? So sometimes we won't succeed. It doesn't always work out for us. But we try our best. We use the Torah. We direct it with the Torah's path. We try our best. If we fail, if we fail sometimes, it happens. But obviously, this is speaking specifically where a person has made every effort to overcome or to redirect his Yetzir his evil inclination. And then just to wrap up here is, He brings from Yerbisol Salanter, the one who originated the Musr movement, He explains that which Chazal says, We find our sages tell us that if the Yezahara, he starts up with you, what do you do? You drag him into the base minutes. You drag him into the place of learning. Every single negative attribute of a person walk into the base medish, there's something to fix it. There's some way to fix that negative attribute. To change that negative character trait. In this specific area, and to change it to good, to use it for good. The Mida, the the I'm sorry, the learning of Musr, learning the concepts that are contained in the Musr Storm, as we've studied together. So these help a person to turn it around to good. Who base hamedrash livkoya timtumalev? This is what takes out the hardening of the heart, the 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 things that block a person from their spirituality, from doing what's right. Regardless, Yudalid Haisif. Oh, the last final point he brings is also from every Sosalanter. He says in the fourteenth letter, Achen Haishafchus Miralatayv Beli Musari, trying to change from evil to good without studying Musar, he can my bakoshas hariyah. It's like trying to see something without an eye. And trying to hear something without ears. How do we change our negative attributes? It's by working on ourselves. It's by learning Musr. By learning those books that speak about the character traits and how we're supposed to redirect them and focus them. When we see something inside, when we hear a shir, when we read a sefer, it's extremely powerful and it helps us it's not just, sometimes we talk about things or we think about things, we realize we're doing something wrong, but when we read about it, it's just a different thing. It has a different impact on us. It reaffirms our commitment to being greater people. Besides from Musr, there's not another way to change our negative attributes. Bottom line, I want to bless you, and I ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us to recognize the places where we need to improve, to recognize the negative attributes of ourselves, to realize that those very negative attributes can be used somehow in our service of Hashem. We just need to figure out how. Hashem should help us to indeed figure that out, to, to learn the right svarim, to hear the right shiurim, so that we can become greater people. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com 
or search on iTunes Ari Goldwag.